Well, bless the Lord, saints of God. This is Tony, Triple C Podcast. We bring you greetings this last Sunday in the month of February, 2022. Let's open with a word of prayer as we do every Sunday. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to podcast that the listening world may download and hear and prayerfully share the good news of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is our prayer, God, always that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil is horrified at the teaching and preaching of your gospel. We thank you now and bless the listening ears of those that will hear. May we all reap a reward 100-fold in return. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So greetings again. I tell you what an exciting time to be in the midst of the gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, this Sunday, we want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 through 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 through 13. And I'll read from the King James Version of the Bible, but then we're going to translate quite a bit of it from the Amplified Version. So reading from the Word of God, this is Paul to the church at Corinth out of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And the Word of God reads, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. Now and now abide faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. May God bless us all as the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. This Sunday's podcast is titled, When the Fog Clears. When the Fog Clears. We all know how it is, and those of you in those uh, northern states and in California, there's always a fall that'll come almost every morning, but once it lifts, the sun will shine and it's bright. When I had a visit years ago out to L.A., I, I look at where we are. I woke up this morning with this on my mind, as oftentimes all of our minds probably roams and wonders and thinks about so many things. In the midst of this pandemic, in year number three, our worlds have been flipped upside down. Everything that was a certain way pre-pandemic has not been and will never be again, in my opinion. But here we are, still trying to preach, still trying to share the things, the gospel of good news of Jesus Christ, that somebody along the way could learn that God is still God, even though it may not feel like it. But I've told the church, I've told the people, when I get an opportunity to speak to some people, uh, often days I'm in a big room all by myself. Ain't nobody out there but me until my supervisor and, and the other branch here come in. And it's usually just me all day in the office other than on the phone. But those times that you're by yourself, you appreciate it too. But oftentimes it's representative that some people, where I'm going with this is, sometimes people feel all alone in the midst of a hustle and bustle world. Ain't no greater feeling than to be surrounded by processes and people and things, but yet feel like you can't see your way. Help us, Holy Ghost. That, let that sink in. Hopefully it'll register as I keep going. 
So God woke me up this morning and, and oftentimes you search out the scriptures and you look for something that you can do. And what Jesus called parables, he would share that they are parables, but parable is nothing more than an earthly saying with a heavenly meaning. So trying to transcribe what the spirit of God conveys to people so that people can correlate it to something that they're familiar with, that they can identify with, that the light bulb can come on. That's what that really is in translation. But as I looked at the scriptures, God led me to Paul in the church of Corinth. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 13, talks about faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these three is love. That's not the gist of this today's message, but what a blessing as a caveat at the end of it all. Today's verse, that's my key verse, is verse 12, and I'm going to keep referring to it. Then I'm going to move to the Amplified Version. For Paul said in the, Amplif in the King James Version, for now we see through a glass darkly, semicolon. But then face-to-face, -face, colon. And remember, I told you in the English vernacular, the semicolon is a slight pause, a colon is a longer pause, and then the sentence continues on. Now I know in part, semicolon, but then shall I know even all as also I am known. That's being known of the teachings of God. And I'll get there in just a minute. So permit me to move over to the amplified version of the same passage, and then we will talk about the crux of everything that I believe God gave me to share. Won't be very long this Sunday morning, but I believe if you listen via the spirit, you may glean a spiritual nugget to just bless you in your upcoming days. That's my prayer for today. First Corinthians chapter 13 verses nine in the amplified version says it this way. And I want you to listen because I'm going to talk about it a little bit more out of Amplified. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is fragmented, incomplete, and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, who is that? Jesus. The incomplete and imperfect will vanish away become antiquated, void, and superseded. Paul says then, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I, re I reasoned like a child. Now that I become a man and a woman, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. We're going to get there. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or an enigma. But then when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. The first thing God brought out, and I told you this is hot off the wire. The first thing when it comes to the fog in your life, sometimes the truth is twisted or fragmented. Here's what I mean by that. Sometimes people misquote things they've not read. Ain't nothing worse than a person quoting something they've never read. My thing is, how can you quote something that you never read? The risk of what you're saying is going to be fragmented and it's going to be imperfect and in part. That's when people say, I heard 
somebody say, hint, hint, church folk. You heard somebody say what? What they said may not have lined up with the word. What you heard them say was their interpretation of what they heard. That's why it's all inclusive that you read the word of God for yourself. It's critical, it's vitally important that you know, child of God, for yourself what the truth is. The truth, if you are a believer, now granted, if you are stuck in between on the fence, whether God is real, whether God is not real, then you're going to have a difficult time studying the Bible in accordance to 2 Timothy 2.15, knowing that God is the one you're showing that you believe in his word. Now, if you're straddling the fence, it's been said, you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one or hate the other. God and money is what it references in that passage. But here's the thing. When you try to balance, and this is what I want to break down. When you try to balance everything that the world is trying to tell you or show you and couple that and say that's equal to what the word says, you're going to be imbalanced in your day. One of the things, if you've been walking with me for any length of time, I have always said that every Christian ought to have a balance in his or her life. That means what? In the world, I don't deny or denounce things that are happening around me. You maybe heard me say it this way. It's not always what's happening around you. It's what's happening on the inside of you as a result of what you're experiencing that's going on around you. In other words, just because people are acting doesn't mean that you have to always react when things are happening in your life. Slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen, saith the Lord. Why? Because see, sometimes when you jump outside of the spirit realm and you jump out in the flesh, you're going to reap whatever you sow in your flesh. So if you want a war, jump outside of the spirit of God when God told you, child, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I shall repay. But if you take to be reactionary, because that's how you've always did when you was growing up, then you're going to suffer the consequences of what you sow. The Bible says if you are a Bible believer, you shall reap what you sow. That's in word and in or deed. Oh, I wish I had some Bible readers. If you understand that which you apply, when you're on the farm and you hoe in that row and whatever, once you get that thing open up, if you're dropping peas, you put a slot in the ground and you're supposed to drop the peas at a certain distance that way when they come up, they'll get a good yield. See, but if you misinterpret and you do it wrong, you can have a jeopardy and a risk of not getting a good harvest is what I'm trying to tell you. God is saying, I've given you your assignment, but don't you let the world, here's where I'm going with this. When I've given you your assignment, don't you let anybody in this world get you off your game from the assignment that God has given you. Sometimes the truth is twisted or fragmented or broken. That's what Paul said. That's what he said in verse number nine. For our knowledge is fragmentary. That means you can't have 500 Bibles and all of the Bibles that are not written the same English way. You're going to get confused as to how you're going to study. 
Pick one or two that you can understand. But let me drop this in your spirit while I'm coming by your street. You still have to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the revelation of God's word. You must understand, child of God, that the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, is God himself in the form of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. He's trying to educate you on his word. He tries to breathe his knowledge by the breath of God. I told you it's called the Ruach, the breath of God. He's trying to impart in you truth. Hold that thought. I'm going somewhere. But sometimes your truth is twisted or fragmented. And I don't know about you, but when I don't understand something, I find myself somewhat quasi-delusional. When the truth don't make sense, when things just seem to be in a ray or in a ride, you seem like you just can't put your finger on it. This is what I'm trying to tell somebody. When you seem like it just don't make sense, you are uneasy in your spirit about a situation. That's the fragmentation that I'm speaking of. That's the twistedness that I'm trying to tell you. The devil, I keep telling you, people of God, devil, the devil, the sleuth foot, the sly one, oh, 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 Mr. Bamboozler himself will creep up on you. He's trying to steal the truth in your mind. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody along the way. He's trying to twist what God's word is trying to get you to understand. He wants you to know who God is for yourself. That's what God wants. But the enemy wants you to be double-minded. And I believe I've got some Bible readers. The book of James talks about it. it says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let not that man ask anything of God, capital G. Why? Because when you're going to listen to the world, you can't listen. You got to make up your mind who you're going to serve. Joshua chapter 24 says it this way. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Capital L. Hello, Holy Ghost. You got to understand when God's striving to get you to learn who he is. I think I said it several podcasts ago. Once you learn who you are and whose you are, that should be the new foundation for your level of success in understanding the gospel. So the first thing is sometimes the truth is twisted. The second thing that God brought out to me when uh, the fog clears, there's a fog right now in your life. There's a fog right now from what the world is doing. The second thing is a half truth is nothing more than a whole lie. What am I trying to say, preacher? Well, here's the thing. The Bible says, and you should know the truth, and I'm going to get there with that one, John 8 and 32, and I'll repeat it. When you know that truth, when you know that truth, things happen differently. When you know that truth, there's some things that's going to happen positively in your life when you know that truth. But right now, the second thing is this, that a half truth is nothing more than a whole lie. The fragmentary pieces of the gospel is what some would say. It's like when the enemy tried to deceive Jesus, said, cast thyself down. And at any time, you know, God will take you up. No, you don't want to do anything the enemy's trying to tell you. A half truth is nothing more than what? A whole lie. There is no such thing, child of God, what I'm saying, and I'll move on. There is no such thing as a half truth. And it says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I'm going to go down in closing in just a minute.
The first thing is sometimes the truth is twisted or fragmented. The second thing is that we must learn and accept that a half truth is nothing more than a whole lie. There is no such thing as a half truth. How many times have the devil tried to deceive you? How many times have somebody who's a scam artist, now with our technology, our phone says scam likely. A number's calling you to trying to spoof you. There's somebody trying to get you. Somebody's telling that you owe somebody something. When you know that you don't, that you're current on all your debt, but yet somebody's trying to get you to give them some money. If you send $1,500, you've won $5 million. No, that's a scam, child of God. That's a half truth. A half truth is nothing more than a whole lie. If you bought a ticket for a dollar to play the game, and they said you won, they're not going to tell you to send $1,500 to collect your cash. That's a half truth. Hello, Holy Ghost. That's how it happens in life. Satan and all of his minions do their best to get you to not truthfully believe and trust in God or in God's word. God allows so many things to happen and not, not to mess you up, not to tear you up, not to break you. He does it. He allows it for us to grow in our spirituality. That's oftentimes what he does. So here's where we go. The first thing is sometimes the truth is twisted or fragmented. The second thing is a half truth is nothing more than a whole lie. And the third thing as I go into conclusion of the scriptures. When you have a fog in your life, that fog is representative of many things. And this is what I'll tell you before we close. The fog could be representative of having medical trauma and sickness in your life. When you have and you're on the bed of affliction, there's a sickness fog upon your life. And oftentimes it's hard to see God in the midst while you're hurting. Oftentimes when you're laying in the bed of affliction, those that are on the sick and the shut in list, there's a medical fog in your way and you may not think that God hears and sees. You may think that God doesn't understand when you're going through. But if I got any Bible readers, the Bible said he was tempted like all men. Them 40 days and 40 nights wasn't just for his health. It was for us. He went through that so that he can identify with your every pain, your every scar. If I've got one Bible reader in the audience that's listening to this podcast, you've got to believe that God knows the very number of scars that's on your body from the time you was big enough to crawl to the time that he lays or she lays your body in the casket and your body goes back to dust. He knows the very number of hairs on your head. He knows when the beginning start of the gray is going to come. He knows for those that are bald it, that he knows when your hair is going to begin to thin. That's how much God knows his creation. Amen. Here's the last thing and the last point. The last one is this, when the truth is told. I believe that when preachers get off of the prophetic preaching of prosperity only and tell people the biblical truth of God's word, we will see a change in our churches. I believe that when preachers come off the high horse of getting a name for themselves and neon lights, I believe that when we get them off of the television trying to prophesy across the globe because they want you to send in money to help prophetically push forth the gospel, I believe when they quit telling you those half-truths and tell you the whole truth, God does not need your money. God does not need you to fund their ministry. If God has a ministry he wants to build up, God has the ability, the talents, the skills and the know-how to erect it, to build it up and sustain it. 
It's them and their vision. There is truthfully one vision, child of God, that none should perish, but that all should come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. What shall it profit you in the book of Matthew to gain all the world, but yet die and lose your own soul? What shall it profit you because your family put a brick on the church or put a pew inside, but all of you have not changed your heart and you still bust hell wide open? What good does it do you that your family was the first deacon of the church? or your daddy was the pastor and you passed it down even though the son wasn't even called to preach, but you passed it down because of the name. Hello, Holy Ghost. And yet your church that you're under is nothing more than a mess. God has a way of showing you and exposing you where we are. See, there's a fog over the eyes of many. Most folk don't want to listen to somebody who's a teacher. They want to be preached happy. Hello, Holy Ghost. I love good preaching and I get excited and I go to another level when a preacher gets into it and I know that he's sincere and genuine in his message. But I also know how to sit down, shut up and listen to the teacher. The teacher has a way about telling you God's truth in a way that it makes English sense. When you hear that teaching and if you apply the principle of God's word, you watch how much better your day will be. Hello, Holy Ghost. I get ready to close by saying this way. When the truth is told, remember that point. Here's where I'll conclude in the scriptures. When he said in verse 11, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I become a man, comma, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. What I'm trying to tell you, the fog of being an adult still trying to act like a child, those days got to come to an end. Now that you become a man or a woman, you shouldn't be a 45-year-old man trying to act like a 25-year-old man. You shouldn't be hanging out to the point where your son or your daughter because y'all clubbing together. Somebody needs to be adult in the relationship. What I'm trying to tell you is this. Sometime you ought to grow up. Unfortunately, most of us men, we get older and right before we die, we have a tendency to gain a little bit of wisdom. I pray that we men become wiser earlier that we can raise up a family and make a home and not just have a house. You don't want to be like two ships passing in the night. You don't want to have a place that you occupy. You want to be to the point that when you drive up on your driveway, when you drive up on your street, you can have a peace that comes about you because you know you're on your way to the home, your house where you reside. You want to have a peace which surpasses all human understanding. Why is it that you always want to stay gone? Why is it that you always want to burn up the road? Why is it that you always got to go hang out with the sisters or the fellas? Why? Because somewhere along your way, you've missed some of the truth and your truth possibly became twisted or fragmented and God is trying to get you from where you were to where you need to be. Oh, I wish I had some help in this place. I'm telling you, God is trying to tell us something. Verse 12 says it this as I close. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or an enigma. While we're still in the midst of this pandemic, 
For every time since the first beginning of the plague, we understood and we said it's going to be done in June of 2020. But everybody was not really paying attention. Everybody was relaxing their mind. Everybody was listening to the ways of the world and they was listening to a half truth, which was nothing more than a whole lie. And then the spikes came and then we got all other, the variants begin to manifest. The Bible says that John says in John 10 and 10, for the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. Then we go into 2021, the numbers spike up and the death rate is rising. And then the hospitals are, are overwhelmed. The nurses are worn out. And then at that point, when just a little bit of things come, the numbers then lower. And what do we do? We relax our policy. We make it political other than medical. And then what happens? The numbers spike again. And here we are in year number two. And then people want to make it Democrat, Republican, or independent. The numbers spike again. Folks are dying by the thousands. And here we are. They're listening to a half truth. And then they're wondering why that we can't walk in freedom. Why? Because you can't listen to the world. Here we are in year number three and we have another great opportunity. The numbers across the globe because of all the different uh, shots that we now have. And if we wore our mask and we do due diligence and still distance ourselves to get it under wrap, it then will become endemic. We'll get like a flu shot. But I pray child of God. I pray in 2022, I pray that we listen to the truth of God. God says until America gets back to the biblical truth of God's bacon, God's basics, until we get back to loving God and loving God for who God is. For the Bible says, and it just came into my spirit, how can you say that you love God who you have not seen and hateth your brother who you see every day? You're not walking in truth. You're walking in a half truth. You're walking in in a whole lot. The God I serve, don't say, and they serve their God. The God I talk about is God reign or ruler supreme. Hello, Holy Ghost. I close this morning by saying this way. He says this, here's God. But then when perfections come, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. Oh my God, I close this morning by saying, and John said it best in 8 and 32. Let me tell you this. My third point is when the truth is told. When you deacons, when you preachers, when you prophets, when you prophetesses tell the truth, when the truth is told, freedom comes. When the truth of told, freedom brings liberty. Yes, liberty and freedom brings responsibility. But John said it in 8 and 32. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How do you know that you're free? And when the son has made you free? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Oh, you become free indeed. What does that mean, preacher? It means that your haters, that all of those that lie on you, those who ridicule your name, those who ostracize you, those that talk about you, those that think that they know you, but they know of you. And once they get to know you and they learn and they say, well, wow, you're nothing like what I thought. You're so different than what I've been told. Yeah, I knew that, but you the one that missed the blessing because once you got to know me, you realize that I'll give you the shirt off of my back. I'll extend my hand. If you're hungry, I'll feed you. If you're thirsty, I'll give you a drink. If you're lonely, I'll be a friend. If you got a cry, there's a shoulder to cry on. But see, when you walk in a half truth, when you walk in a whole lie, you don't know the truth and you're in bondage.
image in your mind. What I'm telling you, child of God, is that when you believe that God wants to set you free, baby, I close by saying when perfection is come, when Jesus enters into your mind, when Jesus comes into your spirit, you say, you know what? I'm not going to worry about what man can do to me. When you walk in the truth of Jesus, you know that God plus one is the majority. When you walk with God, you walk in a truth and you walk in freedom. Is this what you can do to me, devil? Is this all the world can bring? I know that I'm victorious. I know that I'm a winner and not a whiner. I know that I stand on the principles of God's word. I know that better days are coming. I know I may be down today. I'm down but not out. You may have tripped me up. I may have stumbled and fell, but I'll get back up and keep on moving. I'm telling you, you've got to be the child that'll never stop. You gotta be like the woman with an issue of blood. You gotta make up in your mind. I've got to get to perfection. I've got to get to the truth. When I get to the truth, the fog shall be lifted. And now that the fog has been lifted, I can see clearly now that the rain is gone. Now that the fog is lifted, I can see my way. Now that the fog is lifted, I can see God in the midst of my journey. When the fog has been lifted, I can see my mama. I can see my daddy. I can see my big mama. I can see my papa. When the fog has been lifted, I can see my way on my way up to glory. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of what life can bring me because I know the truth and I walk in this freedom. When you see past your situation, look unto the hills from which cometh your help and you know that your help comes from God. When you can see God, you don't worry about man. When you see God, better days are coming. You just got to know God. In conclusion, when the fog is lifted, when the fog clears, you will see God. Let's close on a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me get the fog clear from my life. There's so many things that's bombarding my heart and my soul and my mind. There's so many things that's troubling me, God. I can't put a finger on it. God, I get tired. I'm human too. I love as hard as I can, but I get tired sometimes, God. And I know that you've purposed in my spirit. You told me in your word, son, daughter, be not weary in well-doing. You shall reap if you faint not. But if you know that you're harboring a fugitive, if you know that you're facilitating a lie, if you know that you're not walking in truth, you need to repent and ask God to help you and straighten up your act in the name of Jesus. Because right now you walking in a fall. You walking not in the clear because you know you arboring a lie and not the truth. You're not walking in freedom, God. I pray that we become free with our truth. Our intent is not to hurt nobody. In the name of Jesus, bless now as we close Triple C Podcast until the next time we come back before the people of God. Bless every heart and mind in Jesus' name. May better days come. Take us home, Leandria. In Jesus' name.